Hey everyone, this is Anna Brand, and welcome to another edition of this podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about network marketing your own business. If you're familiar with the network marketing, it's mostly associated with creams and shampoos and nail products and all kinds of things from Tupperware to Avon selling it, you know, through friends, having an upline and a downline and, you know, direct selling. There's hundreds of network marketing companies out there and some companies have made people a lot of money. What I found though, being a photographer and teaching others is that one of the biggest questions that people ask is how do I market? And the other day I was thinking, gosh, if you were network marketing and you were selling shampoo, you would immediately think of a million ways to sell that shampoo. Yet when we market our own business, we seem to fall a little bit short on those ideas. You are listening to the Anna Brandt podcast for the year 2022. Anna Brandt has been a professional photographer for over 23 years and has taught worldwide in over 34 countries and continues to educate in person and online. My name is Ava Brandt, and I am happy to welcome you to the fourth season of my mom's podcast channel. We hope you subscribe and stick around. What, what are these ideas and how, what is the correlation between network marketing and marketing your own business, whether it's photography or something else? Well, before I dive into that, I want to talk about a little conversation I had recently with a friend of mine and she started this balloon business very, very recently. And she came in to visit me and she brought me this lovely birthday gift. And I commented and said, wow, your business seems to be exploding. And her business is less than a year old. And she said, yes, so much so that I've had to kind of calm down social media and, you know, watch the stories that I post because, you know, I've booked into Christmas. And I said, how did your business take off so quickly? Now, her business is, you know, providing balloon arches and, you know, different types of balloon bouquets for you name it, whether it's a birthday or an event or corporate, you know, sponsorship or anything like that. The balloon business is big business. And if you've ever tried to go and get a bunch of balloons and blow them up and make a beautiful arch like you see in Pinterest and Instagram, it looks way easier than it is. I know because I've bought one of those Amazon kits and I quickly, I'm pretty sure I just gave it to her because it was a little bit more than I bargained for. Now, if you're an expert at DIY and you have the time, you know, of course you can make a balloon arch, you can get creative, you can change the color, but like anything else, there's an art form to it and there's a way to do it and do it right. Less than a year ago, when we discussed this new business that she was going to do, she didn't even have a logo. So she had to build a logo and a website and she had to jump into a market that's already doing pretty well here in Orange County, California. Balloon artists and entrepreneurs can charge anywhere from $200 to $2,000 for the right balloon configuration. So it's definitely a big space and it's lucrative. However, it is costly. There's time and materials, setting it up, taking it down. She's pretty much doing this on her own. She is a mom to a busy toddler and her husband is busy working. So it's pretty much her just taking care of the balloons, inflating them, you know, bringing them to the event. And I'm sure she gets help from parents and friends, but ultimately it's her own business. 
So how in really what it seems like just a few months did her business explode? And I asked her and she said, well, I looked around at what people were charging in the industry and what the market would bear. Then I looked at my cost and how I could charge to be profitable based on my experience and be competitive with the existing market. And that's what I did. And I love that because she didn't just enter a new market with no experience and charge nothing, which is unfortunately what a lot of photographers do. They jump in new and they say, well, I'm new and I don't know that much. So I'm going to charge close to nothing. And then what ends up happening is they get a ton of clients. They get overworked. They realize they are not making any money because they've charged next to nothing because they're inexperienced. But now they're getting much better, but nobody wants to pay them. So then they raise their prices. The phone goes silent. Now they don't know how to market and fill in the blank, go on and on and on. Some of you may say, hey, that's me. Others may say that was me, but that's not me anymore. When I went into my photography business, I started charging retail rates right away. So I didn't have a free period, uh, but I was an amateur for 10 years and that was my free period. So when I went pro, I didn't have an intro, super cheap, free period because I had already spent 10 years as an amateur. So my situation was a little bit different. Did that mean I knew everything about photography? No, I started natural light. I didn't have a studio. I didn't have equipment. I just had a camera, but I still needed to make money. And I came up with the rate that I wanted to earn. And I came up with what I thought was a nice competitive starting salary. Now, unfortunately, a lot of photographers don't do this and it takes them years to catch up, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about marketing. So her business is flourishing. She did all the things that a new business owner would do. She came up with a logo. She came up with a website. She started promoting on social media and sharing her stories. But something she also did when she first started that some people do and some people don't do. I was super proud of when I saw it. And it was probably six months ago where I had popped on social media and saw on her stories all these beautiful balloon arches that she had done. And some were for events and some looked like they were for baby showers and gender reveals. And I commented and said, wow, I just love all the sets you're doing. You must be, you know, so busy. I'm so proud of, you know, all the jobs that you're getting. And mind you, she had really just kind of started. And she said, oh, they're all fake. She said, I've come up with, you know, the concepts, the ideas, the colors. She was changing the colors of the balloons. She was making her own designs. And then she would take them and photograph them at different locations, post them on her story and create a portfolio and a body of work. I thought it was brilliant because it looked to the average person like she was super busy. You could tell she's talented. She's producing the work. She's creating and she's sharing it. And she immediately built a following right away. I'm a photographer. Technically, this podcast is geared towards photographers, but I also think that a lot of the things that I'm saying can apply to many different businesses across the board. And the idea is that when you're coming into a market, whether you're new or transitioning or starting over, people want to see creators create, right? That's, that's what makes us happy. That's why DIY shows are still popular. We love to see things made, 
and we love to see people create. So I'm always telling photographers, whether you're just starting out in the business a year or you've been around 20 years, don't be so involved in your business that you can't take time to create, show behind the scenes, create videos, reels, stories. Social media is filled with a million different ways to share your craft. Some of it can be super overwhelming. Do you spend your time creating reels on TikTok or do you do the reels on Instagram or are you supposed to be uploading videos to YouTube or, you know, posting to Vimeo or LinkedIn? And the answer is yes to all of those things. And don't forget Pinterest is still in the running. That doesn't mean you need to do all these platforms every single day, but you do need to kind of come up with your own strategies and make sure that you're propagating content on a regular basis. So let's go back to network marketing and the correlation between marketing your own photography business or whatever business that is and how it relates to those who are network marketers. So let's talk about the people that are, let's say, selling shampoos and lotions. I know people that have done so well in the marketing and selling of these products that they're no longer even doing their day job. They're buying houses and vacationing and working when they want to and they're selling their product. But what's fascinating to me is some of these people are photographers, and so they're no longer selling their God-given talent, but they're selling a product that somebody else created that they don't own. And they're going all in. They're posting videos and reels and stories, and they're going to their friends, and they're tapping into the referral network, and they're doing bonuses and incentives and how-to videos, and they are diving in to sell shampoo. Now, if you're one of those people, I'm not knocking what you're doing. I'm actually saying you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, but then why aren't other businesses doing the same thing and using the same methods that you're doing because they work? You can go to any network marketing seminar and they will fill your day with all the different ways that you can market and sell their product, how you can reach out to family and friends, how you can show how to use the shampoo, how you can show the before what your hair looked like. It was dull and lifeless. And now you have this amazing shampoo and a good blow dry and you look fantastic. And if everybody would buy this shampoo, they would do the same. And yet many of the people that are doing this were once very talented photographers and still are, but they're no longer selling their craft because they found they could make much more money selling shampoo. And if that's what they choose to do and it makes them happy, that's fantastic. But what I'm talking about is why don't photographers and those who need to market their business, why aren't we looking at their example and going, I can do that too for my own business? Many photographers don't even have referral programs. I would much rather put my money into a referral program and thank my clients for referring their friends and family to me rather than dump a bunch of money in Google ads. Not knocking Google ads. If you do Google ads and they're working, that's great. But I don't really do Google ads. And so I have an amazing referral program that I've given back to the many clients that have sent in their friends time and time and time again. And I think every business should. It's kind of like when you go to get ice cream and they say, come back tomorrow, buy one, get one free. The idea is to bring your friends so that they can buy an ice cream cone. Now, some people walk in and they go, well, buy one, get one free. I'm going to have two cones and that's great. But I'm pretty sure the people that created that marketing idea wasn't doing that so everybody would go in and get two ice cream cones for themselves. Their idea was, hey, maybe they'll bring a friend and they get a free cone for that friend. 
network marketing has basic core principles. One of them is know your target audience, know exactly who you're selling to and what their needs are. Yet when I talk to photographers about marketing and I ask them who their audience is, many of them have no idea. And whenever I'm teaching things like my four-day baby academy, one of the first things I say in day one is go home at night and your homework is tell me five characteristics of your client. And most photographers look at me and they just don't know. Well, my client's either pregnant or they have a newborn. They're probably in their late 30s, early 40s. They're most likely working. Either one or two people are working because photography is not cheap. And they're definitely not going to be unemployed buying photography. I know who my client is. I know the characteristics of my client. And I've been marketing to my client for over 20 years. But many photographers don't even take the time to sit down and identify the characteristics of your target audience. Maybe your audience are 20 to 30. Maybe they're in the 30 to 40. Maybe they are all dealing with babies through surrogacy maybe through infertility, maybe they're from blended families. There's so many different types of characteristics that come along with your client and you're not meant to market to all of them. That's the whole idea of having a target audience. Any network marketing program you stumble upon, target audience will be number one in their list of things that you need to focus on. I did a little bit of Googling on network marketing and looked up some of the obvious tips. And in searching one of the posts that came up from softwaresuggest.com in their top 15 network marketing tips for guaranteed success, the first paragraph, and I quote says, one of the biggest network marketing tips for guaranteed success is to know the audience you're catering to very well. You must understand who qualifies as the right audience, what drives them, and which of their problem is your business trying to solve. Once you get clarity on this, your business will be sustainable for a long time. I 100% agree with that statement. And as someone who's in the industry for 23 years, I can definitely say that my business is sustainable and I know who my target audience is. If you're somebody who's struggling with marketing and you're saying, Anna, I'm putting out specials and I'm putting out new ideas or I've changed my pricing and nobody is calling me all these things that I hear in the mentoring and the coaching that I do and others will say, just be patient. If you change your pricing, eventually they'll come and don't do minis. It'll devalue your business and don't offer discounts. It'll diminish, you know, the value of the services you're offering. And there's some things I agree with and some things I disagree with. It's September of 2022, and we're going into one of the busiest seasons of the year. There are many businesses that will make and generate 75% of their income during the last three to four months of the year. That's a big number. So there are a lot of businesses, they're all in. They've been planning for this season since the first quarter of this year. And yet others of you will be struggling going, why isn't my phone ringing off the hook? And why aren't people booking? And I've raised my prices and I'm not going to go down on them because I'm worth it. And yes, you are worth it. But are you marketing and targeting to the right audience? And do they know that you're there? And many times the answer is no, because you're just blindly posting on social media 
and you're not necessarily targeting a specific demographic and you're not going out in your town and doing outreach and reaching out to your clients and creating referral programs and working with other vendors. Instead, you're behind your computer on social media looking at everybody else that seems way busier than you, which means they must be making way more money than you. But what if they're like my friend who has a balloon business who really doesn't have any clients when she started, but was making balloon arches and arrangements and photographing them and showing them so much so that it gained the attraction of her correct client. And now she's busier than ever going into a season that's going to carry her through into the next year. Do you get what I'm saying? Don't waste time sitting and focusing on what other people are doing. Sit down with a pen and paper and identify your target audience. Who are they? Are they in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s? Are they dual income households? Are they single parents? I've said over and over again that there's room for fine dining as well as fast food. Which category are you in? Because you can't really serve both markets. McDonald's knows exactly who their market is. And so does that little tiny cute Italian restaurant that only seems to be open a few hours, two or three days a week. They know exactly who their market is. And that's why they're not open seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You need to understand who your market is, spend time defining that market, and then find out where that market is. Are they on Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn? If they're on LinkedIn because they're all in the corporate world and all you're doing is posting to Instagram, it's not going to get you very far. But so many of the newer, younger photographers are only focused on Instagram because they think that's where their clients are coming from. Yet, if they sat down to identify their target market, they might find that their market's on LinkedIn or vice versa or Pinterest or any of these things. Or is your market just everywhere? And if so, then are you everywhere? My advice is to sit down with a notebook and a pen. Start Googling, start reading, start soaking your brain with information and knowledge because what goes in must come out, right? Radiate positivity and clarity. Don't stumble around and complain that nobody's hiring you and you're broke and you don't have any money. Instead, go out and create the work and show your art and create content and just make it up. I'm on a plane at four in the morning to go to Salt Lake City, Utah to go shoot at Bonneville Salt Flats. Do I have a client paying me to do that? No, but I am teaching a workshop. So I do have photographers that are paying me to teach them. What are they paying me to teach them exactly? Are they looking for inspiration, motivation, understanding how to shoot in bright sun, in salty, wet area, an area that, by the way, I've never photographed before. So not only do I learning how to photograph in an area that I've never photographed in before, I don't know which way the sun will be. I don't know how wet it will be. I don't know some of the models that I'll be shooting, yet I'm being paid to teach and instruct and to motivate based on the knowledge that I have on my craft to those that are paying to come and learn with me. In addition, I'm taking time to learn myself and educate myself and find new ways to market and plan strategies for possible new shoots that maybe clients would then in the future want to hire me to travel to shoot in a location that I now have experience shooting in. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Even though I have as much experience as I do, I still love to travel to new areas, learn new techniques, teach myself and challenge myself to work in areas that I've never worked in before while teaching and showing others. It inspires me, it inspires them, and it challenges my own knowledge. There are going to be things that I'm going to come up against that I hadn't planned on before. The first time I went to Glamis Desert, I couldn't stand up for almost an hour. I had no idea that the altitude would literally knock me to my knees. I was nauseous. I felt like I wanted to throw up. I literally could not stand up in the sand to shoot. And I learned the second time I went around, even though I experienced the same exact symptoms, how to do it. And I did shoot on my knees in the sand while teaching for the first hour. There's so many things that we don't know, but as creatives, we need to challenge ourselves. We need to motivate ourselves. And we need to find new ways to share our craft and to market to others. Isn't that the point? so that we can learn and grow and then hopefully create a sustainable business that will carry us for hopefully many years to come? Or are we just going to sit home behind social media wishing we were traveling and doing these things and hoping that if we just boost and post one more ad, that'll be the one that sends us into riches? Are we just kidding ourselves? Is that how it works? We know that that is not how the algorithm works. You're a creator, so go and create. Go and create the work that you're supposed to be doing. And then market and learn. Learn from the network marketers. Watch their videos. I'd rather you spend hours on YouTube listening and watching and learning from other network marketers than just browsing social media and wishing you had the same image that someone else had because clearly you seem to think that they're more successful than you. They're not. They're just trying to do the work just like you are, right? Aren't we all just trying to create the best work that we can do, hopefully get compensated for our time and earn enough money to live a good life and take care of the children that we're raising and build the future that we can leave behind? Isn't that the point? Hopefully you're motivated and inspired to go fill your mind with all of the ideas that are out there. There's a million of them out there from creators and educators around the world who are living a proven life of success. My wish is that you can learn from others and take your business to the next level. I'm Anna Brand. Thanks for listening. Did you like this podcast? We would love it if you gave my mom a kind review and reach out to her. To learn more about Anna, visit AnnaBrandt.com. You can find out about her education opportunities at AnnaBrandtEducation.com.